0: It's Lamar Gibbs. Welcome to the Thoughts of Redemption podcast, where we celebrate the process of thought and God's hand in it. Thanks so much for tuning in to this new episode of the Thoughts of Redemption podcast. I am so excited to be relaunching my podcast in 2020. And for this first episode, I have a great conversation with Dr. Nicola Beckles, who is a child psychologist, and we talked about mental health from child psychology to family dynamics and to society's ability to communicate the resources of mental health. And so I pray and hope that you enjoy this conversation and are blessed by it. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in, uh, listening in wherever you're listening from, whenever you're listening to this. Um, it's, I have a great privilege of having a special guest with me um, just to talk and have a conversation about mental health and uh, you know, as a psychologist and uh, just want to introduce her real quick. Um, my special guest is Dr. Nicola Beckles.
1: Hi, Lamar. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have you on here with me. Um, it's such a privilege and an honor. Um, and just to give a little backstory, uh, we first met at um, Hope Church's community forum. Um, and it, it was uh, administered through the Hope Justice ministry team. And so I was able to connect with her, and we instantly struck up a connection because, um, one, uh, she's from where I'm, I live right now in Hollis, Queens. And number two, uh, since I am of Guyanese descent, she is also from Guyana. So it was already <laughs> a special connection already to have this. And, um, you know, I was just very excited when I saw that she was on the panel and I heard from her on the panel because of my desire just to advocate for mental health and to just give more information about it um, even from a Christian perspective of course and so enough about me talking I just want to let you have the floor just to introduce yourself so introduce yourself
1: okay so um, everyone again I'm Dr. Nicola Beckles and I am a licensed clinical psychologist I have my own private practice and um, I don't know if you remember Lamar I've also been in the school system in on Long Island yes, yes. for approximately 33 years, and I just wow. retired in June. Wow. So I was a school psychologist there. I've worked with every grade level from pre-K all the way to 12th grade, but um, I didn't have that much contact with the sixth, fifth and sixth graders just because I wasn't in that building mm-hmm. when there was construction going on. Gotcha. But I've seen a lot. And I've had a lot of experience Mm -hmm. and I have the private practice has been over 25 years. I've been in Hempstead, Bayshore, and now I'm in Amityville and I've been there for a while.
0: Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) And, um, you know, and and as you mentioned about being the school psychologist, that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to to bring you on as well, because um, this year um, for Mental Health Awareness Month, I had featured um, a clinical therapist and I also featured... um, a life coach and somebody that's just involved in, in mm-hmm. really helping people to you know, figure out life and everything. And so when I heard it, it piqued my interest because it's something that I've actually not um, you know, talked about or heard, hear about in depth when it comes mm-hmm. to just child psychology and just dealing with that. And so first of all, just before we get into the, the nitty gritty of it, uh, what drove you to, to practice as a psychologist? Like what even drove you to this?
1: Well, um, I wanted actually to be a medical doctor my uncle was a psychiatrist, and I just had this um, curiosity about medicine. Um, I enjoyed my biology courses in high school. And prior to that, the, my eighth grade guidance counselor in um, private school, Catholic school, mm-hmm. said if you really want to study science and go to medical school, you need to go to one of the three specialized high schools in the city so that was wrong right. High school of science mm-hmm. stuyvesant and brooklyn tech and i went to brooklyn tech mm-hmm. so i eventually wound up in college at northwestern and wasn't working what whether it was um adjusting to being away from home um northwestern is in um, evanston illinois right outside of chicago okay and whatever so i took my first introduction to psychology course and Instantly fell in love with it. That's it. That's it. Wow. That is what I'm going to do so came back home went to st. John's and they um, Had a psychology program and then for graduate school. I never thought about school psychology, but I got into Hofstra's um, Dual program so it was school psychology and clinical psychology. Okay, so halfway through I got my school psychology certification and then finished up with the um, clinical psychology so that is really how you know life changed for me and i actually stumbled into it i was going Mm -hmm. into psychology but not necessarily school psychology and i got my job and i in amityville that was my first job and i stayed there Mm
0: -hmm. wow wow that's awesome like that tends to how it happens um for me personally i went to school for game design and i ended up Mm -hmm. switching um, to doing writing and and I always would write, but, yes. you know, it's like, usually when you have people around you that that see it, they may see it as even more important, and you may see it at the time. Mm-hmm. It's something you just do naturally, but right. I ended up doing it, and now, you know, I'm here now just, you know, striving to make it even more um, of a career and everything like that. So, um, yeah, so, you know, as, you know, with your time um, in being a school psychologist and just... Um, Kind of like what? What is that world like when it comes to just being able to offer a resource for for children and and to just have that access point? Um, how has it been interacting with the kids and learning about you know their minds and, and and how to like address the issues that they're dealing with?
1: So, depending on what building you're in, okay, you have other supports for the students. So, if you, as you know, going through school, if you are in the upper grades, starting from Sixth, but definitely seventh grade all the way through high school. Mm -hmm. You have a guidance counselor. Yes They do things that are very specific. They're going to help you with your academics They can talk to you if something's upsetting to you, but a lot of them even if they're trained um, Counselors They tend not to do that. They Mm -hmm. leave that to the psychologist or the social worker right in the lower elementary schools where there are no guidance counselors There is a social worker and a psychologist, and I'm only speaking from the model I know. And so pretty much on Long Island, that's how it is. And that is the person that you would go to if you were in pre-K, kindergarten, grades one, two, three, four, five, that's the person you go to, or the social worker. Mm -hmm. If there is an issue, um, of course, in kindergarten and first grade, it's not grades, it's not academics, it's... Maybe something's going on at home. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, something's going on at school. You're being bullied. So if there's no guidance counselor, you come and talk to the mental health counselor. Right. Um, Dealing with pre-K students is challenging as well as kindergarten because Mm -hmm. they don't know how to verbalize what they're feeling. They don't even know what they're feeling. Right. So um, they they have no concept of time. Well, you know, when did this happen? Oh, yesterday Mm -hmm. or last month. And I'm saying last month so their concept of time
0: is (laughs) is
1: very makes it challenging to find out when something happened Mm -hmm. or maybe even who um was with them Mm -hmm. but it's it's difficult to also to counsel them so it's very um basic stuff we do something called play therapy where we use specially designed toys and games Mm. to help them to talk about what's going on Mm -hmm. with them and of course the counselor has to know, the mental health counselor has to know the right questions to ask yeah. and how to ask them. Yeah. So like, how do
0: you get to that place where you actually do know the right questions to ask? Or is it just time? Is it over time or is it?
1: It's a combination of um, your education, your internship. If you had a good internship supervisor, mm-hmm. you're going to be a good um, person on the outside. If you are the the person who is becoming the psychologist, if you are really in tune to children and you um there has to be that connection Mm -hmm. every school psychologist every social worker is not in tune with the children in terms of being able to ask the right questions Mm -hmm. um just like you have you can have two doctors yeah they can have the same education the same practicums internships residencies but one is better than the other because they have that special connection that special skill that special talent Um, that's only nobody can teach you that
0: yeah yeah that just reminded me of just a couple of instances i've heard from people i know personally and just overall where um maybe get a little off track but just basically Mm -hmm. like you see that they are expressing that they're going through a pain or Mm -hmm. whatever and the professionals won't believe them. You know what I mean. They they see that as oh, it's just they're just the patient is just being extra, or they, they may not really understand how to address those needs, and so yeah. Even when you're speaking, when you're speaking with um, as a psychologist and you're speaking with dealing with kids, um, that's I, that is really important. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Um and you know at the community forum that we were at, uh, the, the thing that really stuck out to me when you were talking. Is you you talked about the value of family practices mm-hmm. and like the practices that you have in the home and how it has an effect on everybody else, even like the kids when they come to school, because I know you mentioned mm-hmm. that sometimes um, children go through things at home. And so, um, would you be able to share with um, the listeners uh, just some of those practices that you believe that would be good to implement in the home mm-hmm. um, for children so that they can flourish, they can develop. And just have good relationships. Or
1: yes, yes. So communication is a very broad term. We can mm-hmm. communicate verbally using words. We can communicate with our body language. So it's nonverbal communication. Yeah. But we can also communicate by our behavior in terms of being a role model. So at home, if we expect our children to do certain things to embrace certain values, then mm-hmm. we need to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. So we can't say you need to always clean up after yourself and not do that you know something very simple but it's that's what you have to do in a family Mm -hmm. in terms of checking in with your child even your spouse your partner whomever how was your day today what 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 did you learn new in school today or Mm -hmm. you know i heard that there was this accident on the road were you caught up in that accident i was really worried about you Mm -hmm. so things like that and really Being interested in what the other person is experiencing. And I say that because life gets in the way of good parenting, um, good sibling relationships. Mm -hmm. And we have to stop. We have to take the time to do that. We Mm. can't run home from work, throw the dinner on the table, Mm. and okay, see you tomorrow, children, honey, whomever. (laughs) (laughs) Something is missing from that. Gotcha. The other ritual is, one of the other rituals, there's so many, is um, having your child do something with you. So let's say you you would like to have your child be responsible. I mean, mm-hmm. that is our job as parents, to to train them, to raise them so that they're going to be responsible and they can be independently functioning on their own after they leave home. That means they have to know what cleaning means. Mm-hmm. They So that's not a one-time thing. They have to know what you know washing the dishes properly means so during those times of being a good role model you can have conversations with your child you can say to them you know when you're washing the dishes when they're drying the dishes um you look really tired today did you have a rough day at school mm. um you know how how did you make out in that snow i knew the buses were shut down you know how was that for you mm. so that's a way to talk with them in a very um simple but meaningful way you're spending quality time together and you're getting the chores done at the same time the dinner table the dinner table is such a such an important place
0: it's almost a lost art these days (laughs) it is it
1: is it is and i'm guilty of that um (laughs) (laughs) fortunately my children are much older now but when they were younger we always had dinner at the table Mm -hmm. we always sat together to have a meal and i know that Some people can't sit at the dinner table for whatever reason, but even if you're having a meal at the same time. I met a family who, where the the wife told me that she and her spouse do not have dinner with the children. Mm. I said, well, what does that mean? And she said, we have dinner at the same time, but the children are at the the table, They're four children, including a two-year-old, and mom and dad are in the bedroom with their dinner. And I I had to to restrain myself because that was such, I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's eating at the same time, yeah, but in different locations. So I said, why is that? Is there not enough room at the table? She said, no, there's enough room at the table, but mm. we're just so tired. And I said, so I challenged her mm. to move out to the table with the children. Yeah. And she said that if she spoke to her husband about that, they would be able to do that for a little bit but then it would slack off and it would they would go back to their old habits mm. but conversations at the dinner table um checking in with your child what's going on what's your you, you have an assembly coming up how did you do on that exam i i know that you were really studying for it um tell me about your friends
0: mm-hmm. we
1: people don't know who their children's friends are even the children don't know the names of their friends sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: so what is your friend's last name? You've known them for this entire year. Mm. Uh, mm, I don't know. Mm. So the dinner table is really, or dinner time, yeah, is really a, 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 an important time of, of day to, or an opportunity mm-hmm. to have some really, really good conversation. And then you have the time to look at your children Look at your spouse, your partner, to observe what's on their face. Mm-hmm. You know, are they? Do they look pleasant? Do they look tired? Do they look distressed? And and why?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, it just makes me reflect back. Um, there was a portion of time um, where my family, we would come together at a dinner table and sit and talk, and it was always access too, and that's which is also important. There's always access um, that you know, my father and mother gave that to come to them. Mm -hmm. If we had anything that we wanted to tell them, even if we felt that they did something that wasn't right, like Mm -hmm. it's important to have that uh, for sure. And, you know, I can understand if the children are older, and it's still good to have it. Mm -hmm. I can understand if the children are older and you were to do that, but but I agree with you that it is really good to have that family time. Um, Because it's so funny that you mentioned that she said, that the woman said that... uh, She was too tired because I feel that when you connect as a family like that, you're refreshed because you should be able to come home after a day and be able to be with those that you love.
1: Well, there are other things going on that make her tired. And so I can understand from a human perspective and from the Mm. therapist perspective, why dinner time might be an opportunity for her to just relax she carries a lot of the responsibilities in the house and that's that's one of the issues that we have to work on understood understood. yes yes Yes. that makes sense yes
0: (laughs) um so um when it comes to the needs of the children and youth um what do you think that society needs more of an understanding of because i know that with a lot of the mental health awareness that's going on now. A lot, a lot more people are comfortable, open with talking with it. Celebrities are yes. talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, Christian leaders are talking about it. It's, it's everywhere. Le- leaders everywhere are talking about it. So when it comes to children and, and the youth, what do you think that society would have to gain a, a better understanding of when it comes to child psychology? and
1: That, that it is OK to talk to a professional. So personal. my personal experience in working with such young children is that the parents become very alarmed. Why did the school psychologist talk to my child today? Because it has that stigma psychologist yeah. of, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with my child. Why did they have to go to that person? And they don't understand because they're new parents mm-hmm. or they just never thought about it. Well, who else are they going to go to? Mm-hmm if there is no guidance counselor. The principal is not the therapist. The principal does not have mental health training. The, mm-hmm. That principal might know a little bit because they're, they're good, mm-hmm. but they're not the counselor. Right. So um, parents, I would like parents to be more open mm-hmm. to receive services support that the psychologist is in at that level the psychologist or the social workers' role is very, very different from middle school and high school.
0: Right.
1: They're different needs at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's something simple as somebody keeps pulling my hair mm. or so and so behind me cut my hair. Mm. Or on the bus, this student is cursing. They're saying they're using bad words.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's it's really more of an investigation and a check to make sure that the child is okay Mm. it's not any probing into family's personal issues and I think that's sometimes what the parents are concerned about you know Mm. what did you ask my child right and and why didn't you call me first well ma'am if your child is crying and having a tantrum I'm not calling you first <laughs> I'm going to try to calm them down, right. and then call you later and say, "Look, this yeah. happened at school today. You need to address it when it comes up." Right,
0: right. So
1: it's the, the openness. I recently started working at a company, at a construction company, hmm. and I am their on-site consultant. Wow. So they can take their lunch break, make an appointment with me. And come to see me they don't have to leave the office oh, wow. they don't have to worry about childcare mm-hmm. they just come and talk to me and the company provides the service and pays for it through it's, its through their employee assistance program that's beautiful yes mm-hmm. so it's it's free to the um, employee mm-hmm. they get three sessions and the owner of the company wanted people to understand that because you're going to counseling doesn't mean that you're having issues. It could be that you need to confirm something. It could be that you're thinking about something but you need someone objective to sort out Hmm. if I do this, is it really going to be in my best interest? Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily to work on a goal but to as I said before confirm or or disaffirm things thoughts that we're thinking about but when you're in a business and you are at the top and in charge of just about everyone in the company you're very stressed yeah and so the owner one of the owners of the company wants everyone to be able to access that service because going to counseling is a wonderful thing mm-hmm. and if you spend a year in counseling, the things that you're talking about change.
0: Mm-hmm. You're
1: not you're not talking about that first thing you came in with, right? Um, for that first month, mm-hmm. by month number five, six, it could be something different. Right. It could be an issue. It could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be something that's bothering you. Mm-hmm. It could be something that's bothering you about your parents. And then going to counseling, you would be maybe open to. I don't want to use the word confronting, but addressing it uh, okay. with your parents. Right, right, right. So the same concept for younger children. Um, it's okay to go to counseling. It's it, you need to do it earlier rather than later. Mm-hmm. So if a family is going through a divorce, parents lost yeah. their job. Right. Especially now, um, parents have to reinvent themselves because their company closed or their company's moving and they can't just pick up and move, mm-hmm. or we just moved to a new house, but none of the children have any friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That might be an opportunity to see a counselor, whether it's in school or a therapist out of school, mm-hmm. for a brief amount of time to work on those things. You yeah, know, how do yeah. how do we adjust? How do we, you know, what does it mean mom and dad don't have a job anymore? Are we going to be homeless? Mm. Are we going to lose our stuff? Right? Do we have to go live with someone? So that's an opportunity to sort out Mm -hmm. you know questions. Yeah that's
0: good Um, it just made me really think um, or reflect because um, just like for children um, it's important for adults as well and for me like I said I've been advocating for mental health this year and and sharing and things like that but um, and I just have to give a special shout out um, to my girlfriend but she checked me on on this because (laughs) for me I've been always talking I'm always comfortable talking about that, Oh, you don't need to have a problem with going to therapy, and you know she was like, you know, um, you you're advocating for it, but you've never done a session. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, <check. laughs> like, so why don't you go? He's like, well, you know, I don't I don't really have, and I I caught myself mm-hmm. saying, I don't I don't really have anything issues that you don't mm-hmm. really talk about, and he's like, but, it, it, and it really made me think because it it was it, it really made me confront myself because. Um, it, even when I don't have the stigma to it, mm-hmm. you can still end up approaching it as, oh, I don't have anything that I need to talk about, so I don't really need it. It's just extra. you know. I could just talk to... I, t- I told her, I can just talk to my friends. I, or I can just talk to uh, a leader that I know and, and you know just be able to talk about it there. But, you know...
1: They're not specially trained. They're
0: not specially trained. Right. And so right. it's just like... It they're, really, they're good at other things. Right.
1: But not at, at, at just having that special ear mm-hmm. so the the owner of the company asked all the higher-level management to come and see me because they don't want the employees to think well if the human resources person knows that you're going to see dr. Beckles um, what does that mean is that an issue or you know who how do I make my appointment so I saw the director of human resources. I saw the chief financial officer, the owner of the company. Mm. Um, he himself came to see me, wow. and the second in charge came to see me. So they all wanted to be role models, to say to everyone else who's looking, the secretaries at the front desk,
0: mm.
1: whomever else, that it's it's okay to go. I'm going. Right. right. You know, I can go. You yeah. can go.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's so good. It is so needed. So yes. It, it, it gave me a much-needed check, and, um, yeah, I look forward to... Um, to doing that and and in light of that um i think one of the things that does impact people finding therapy and finding counseling is sometimes the daunting task that it seems before them to find the right counselor as well as the the financial needs and so um like how how do how would you say that like, how, how would you say that somebody should go about this if they, you know, because even me, I was looking up. Mm-hmm. As I was looking up, I saw the pricing, this the scales, and it, it looked, it looked uh, financially <laughs> Scary. daunting. It's <Scary. laughs> like, like, no, I, I can't afford that. Right, exactly. So how would you go about that?
1: So I'm going to ask your question in in several ways. Okay. One from, you know, can I afford to go to therapy point of view, and how do you find a therapist? So as you said before, Lamar, a lot of people are accessing Counseling therapy right now
0: right.
1: Um, We have so much more To be concerned about to, to worry about And if we know that People who seem to be on the top of the world Are going to counseling or therapy Then maybe we should think about it mm-hmm. You know if they have issues Certainly we have issues right. But if you don't have an issue It's fine too So the first place to, to start is If you have insurance That covers mental health Um, outpatient services that's what it's called you access it through there this way you know number one the person is on a panel the insurance panel and your fee your out-of-pocket expense is nominal or nothing depending Mm -hmm. on what kind of insurance you have right so some parents have come across have their own insurance as provided from their job but if they were to add their child or spouse it would become so unaffordable. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they access what used to be called Obamacare. Right. And they are able to get insurance for their child where the fee is covered mm-hmm. and they have no out of pocket expense, whether it's it's a premium for them mm-hmm. or a co-payment. Yeah. And if you don't have insurance, there are mental health clinics that offer either sliding scales, so there you can go and they will work with you. Right and maybe you work out a plan on how to, if you need to be there for an extended period of time, you work out a payment plan. Um, and then the other way, of course, is you know, if people can afford to pay for therapy themselves. Right. And therapy is can be expensive because you don't go once a month or every six months. Right. Or once a year
0: it's like once a week no, right? once
1: a week <laughs> or you can go every other week depending on what you're doing why you're doing it and mm-hmm. where you are in terms of the process right right. and that's where the expense comes in Right. so i know there's so many young people who would not bat an eyelid at buying a hundred dollar pair of shoes very true but that's a payment <laughs> yeah that's i know somewhere where you could have two sessions for that amount of money yeah But, of course, the sneakers last you a longer period of time.
0: Right, right. right. (laughs) So,
1: it's, you know, what is the priority? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to um, be able to dedicate yourself to finding out. So, you can go to um, your local, ask your physician. They should know someone. Um, You can certainly go through the school district. Mm -hmm. They are supposed to have resources for you so that when they cannot provide you with the emotional support services Mm -hmm. they can refer you to different places right Um, the social worker in the school district from which I retired that was pretty much their jobs Mm -hmm. to offer outreach and assist families in accessing services whatever whatever they were whether it's housing food counseling eyeglasses that was their role Mm
0: -hmm. nice that's good Um, as, we, as I spoke of earlier, the advocacy is, is increasing now. So mm-hmm. what do you see as, I guess, the next step as we move into 2020? Just heads up, I'm recording this before the new year. <laughs> <laughs> so we know it's not going to be out today. But anyways, what, what do you see in 2020 would be the next, I guess, level that we can go to um, when it comes to uh, pushing forward when it comes to mental health and advocacy and et cetera?
1: Be willing to support someone through the process so there there are times when we ask someone to go to counseling go to therapy but they really don't go yeah and there are lots of reasons why but if we're the one who knows that they need to go it would be great if one person takes another person and they go and maybe they can go with them but it's it's a personal investment right it these the stigma of going to therapy still needs to be worked on uh, mm-hmm. in schools, um, in churches, right. in private industry, Fortune 500 companies, everywhere. Going to therapy is good. And the company where I work, it their employees did not know that this was available. Wow. And they thought everyone who has come to see me has a positive thing to say about what the service is, is all about and how it's a great thing that the company is offering it. Right. So I think the the companies that have the money, because this is a um, billion-dollar company, okay. certainly multi-million, mm-hmm. they have the resources. And and a happy employee is a productive yes. employee.
0: Absolutely. And <laughs> that is
1: that is an Eastern concept. In Japan, they've been doing that for years.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. But yeah. I'm to catch up yeah (laughs) (laughs) but spreading the word that's one way i challenge other people i let them know that i'm in therapy myself Mm -hmm. and and it's a good thing because i my therapist said well what are your goals and i said i don't have any goals i want to discuss issues that are happening that i'm experiencing right now with someone who doesn't know me Mm -hmm. so this is like the Planet Fitness, no judgment zone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For so sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: so people have to be willing to say, I go, and it's fine, it's wonderful. And look at me. Yeah. You 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 never know. It doesn't yeah. change me.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so for the you know, for the final question that I would love to ask, and this has been an awesome discussion, um, for the uh, mental health professional side, I I I, I had this question that, that came to mind recently. I just started really thinking of it. Um, Because as we talked about, when it comes to counseling, there doesn't have to be anything wrong. But in your opinion, do you feel that um, mental health professionals present the offerings of mental health and counseling as if there's something wrong? Like if there's something wrong, you need to go to counseling or if there's something wrong, you have access or resources. Do you think that um, there are ways that it can change when it comes to Um, communicating these resources to people
1: yes it can be changed but it's it's difficult Mm -hmm. when mental health facilities advertise their services it talks about anger management programs Um, come in if you you've been arrested or you have a summons for you know DWI DUI yeah Um, come in if you know you have a divorce it's always, it, as you just said, if you have a problem. Mm-hmm. But if career coaches, life coaches were attached to the clinics, you'd begin to see a change in that. Gotcha. And if more therapists talked about the fact that it's good to come, because in training, as a i'm training to be a therapist so how do i know what's on the other side of my desk or my sofa how do i know how do i put myself into the patient's or the client's shoes Mm -hmm. i have to be a patient or a client that's the only way i'm going to know what's on the other side of the fence it's a
0: requirement yes
1: so advocating for just going to the counselor um if it happens in a church where because you the you won't get to see the mental health counselors until you get to the clinic so so the advocacy has to happen before mm-hmm. so in the church in schools it could be advocated yeah um, it, it would if the guidance counselor had a session with all of their students let's let's do a checkup what's going on with you is everything okay mm-hmm. and that might open up children's, teenagers' eyes to, hey, I went to counseling today and it wasn't because I had a problem right. because I didn't go, I didn't seek the person out. They sought, sought me, me out. They don't know me. Mm-hmm. That's one way that it could be promulgated. Wow. And parents too. Mm-hmm. Parents can say, you know, let's, let's go for a family checkup. You know, there are things mm-hmm. that I'm sure you need to talk about or, but not with me because I'm your parent. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be an objective conversation. Wow. But you know what? That's a luxury. There's so many different things that come before that. Putting food on the table. Um, Even people will say, we're going on vacation. We're not going to counseling. (laughs) 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 Different things like that. So it it has to be something where it's an everyday conversation. It's going to therapy. Oh, I'm going to go see my friend. Have a conversation with her. it yeah. Doesn't have to be. I'm going to see my therapist. Right. Yeah. Or right. I just met this new person. We're just going to hang out and chat.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: Yes. So it has to be normalized. Yeah. yeah. so It's it's what we do all the time. Mm-hmm. And right. then people will go.
0: Yeah. That's good. And I, you know, just hearing that just has me excited, and I look forward to even playing a part in that, Lord willing, um, and. Just seeing more people out there um, do that. And so um, before we go, I uh, just would like to give you the floor if you want to share anything that's on your heart or just also share with um, any way that people can connect with you.
1: Um, I, I'm i moving actually right now. My building, unfortunately, <laughs> is being sold. Um, I'm going to have a new phone number, new address. So I, I'm not able to get that information out sure. because I don't have it. Sure. But um, my email address is the number one doc at aol.com, T-H-E, the word number, the letters, the word one, the letters D is in David, O is in Octopus, C is in Charlie, at aol.com. And if the subject line just says um, Thoughts of Redemption or Interview with Lamar Gibbs, then I will know who you are and I will respond. Um, so that's really the best way to reach me. I think Lamar, what, what you're doing is awesome. I did go to your website and I was impressed wow. and it was very friendly and inviting place to just look and read the content of, wow. of what you have posted up there.
0: Wow. yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's always encouraging to hear that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, thank you, Dr. Beckles for, for taking the time out um, to talk with me. And um, if you want to keep up with Thoughts of Redemption, you can go to thoughtsofredemption.com. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, um, Thoughts of Redemption on Instagram, uh, search the Facebook page, Thoughts of Redemption, on Twitter, underscore T-O, Redemption. And if you want to email me as well and want to you know contact me and, and just have a conversation, thoughtsofredemption at gmail.com. And as always, as I tell you all, continue to celebrate the process of thought and God's hand in it. God bless you.